contract with her. I guess I do. Well, there's nothing wrong with being ambitious, because that's what will make all the difference in the world for you as a minister. And I want you to know that I am so proud of you for making this decision. I'm glad to hear you say that, because I wasn't sure how you would react to being with a minister, he said, grabbing both of Tanya's hands. His face was serious, and Tanya wondered what was next on his agenda. You know that I love you, right? he asked. Yes. And you love me, right? he asked, staring straight into her eyes. You know I do. I always have. Curtis sighed deeply, moved from the sofa, and kneeled in front of her on one knee. Then he pulled out a small, felt-textured box. Tanya covered her mouth in disbelief. Sweetheart, will you marry me? Tanya swallowed hard with tears flowing down her face, but quickly answered his question. Yes, Curtis, I will. He smiled at her, stood, and pulled her up from where she was sitting. They held each other closely, and Tanya felt like melting to the floor when her future husband kissed her. She was so in love with him, and she could tell that his feelings for her were the same. And now he was going to be a minister, and better yet, maybe even a pastor of his own church someday. He was so happy. They were happy together. And Tanya couldn't imagine life being any better than it was for them right now. But best of all, she had a feeling that they were going to be happy with each other always. And that was the one thing she'd always dreamed of. Chapter One Tanya crossed her legs for what seemed like the hundredth time and gazed at her husband in disgust. She'd been sitting as patiently as she possibly could, pretending to pay attention to what he was saying. But the more she listened to his pathetic observations, the more annoyed she became. And just looking at the $800 suit, the overpriced dress shoes, and the expensive gold watch he was wearing was enough to make any human being puke. She couldn't believe he actually had the audacity to stand before his 3,000-plus congregation, practically demanding that they give more money. Exactly how much more money did he think these people could afford anyway? The majority of them were already obeying God's words by paying 10% of their weekly incomes to the church. And to suggest that they should be giving anything more than that was simply ridiculous. That is, unless there was a reason for it. An important reason, such as one of the families being left homeless due to a fire or flood, or one of the less fortunate members needing assistance with emergency medical bills, or help with burying their deceased loved ones. As far as Tanya was concerned, situations like those were fine, but anything else just didn't seem justified to her. Every Sunday, Curtis laid down the same wretched guilt trip, and she was sick of it. You are robbing God if you don't pay your tithes, and He will bless you even more if you give an additional offering. 
It was so hard to believe that this was the same man she'd married eight years ago. She thought for sure that Curtis Black was the man of her eternal dreams. He was intelligent, responsible, attractive, and without a doubt, the most spiritually grounded man she'd ever made acquaintance with. They'd met during her junior year at Spelman, his senior year at Morehouse, and had fallen hopelessly in love with each other immediately. He pursued his bachelor's degree in business, and she worked hard on her degree in psychology. Then, shortly after they'd completed their graduate studies in counseling, Curtis announced that God had called him to preach and that he wanted her hand in marriage. And for the first six years, they'd been happier than any married couple could have thought possible. Everyone said they were a perfect match, and their friends and family members always raved over how attractive the two of them looked together. Curtis, with his tall, broad-shouldered body and deep mocha complexion.